The seven best ways to sabotage your own future. The following program offers general information, not legal advice, and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not reveal information in this public setting that you wish to keep confidential. Every person's legal situation is unique. You should contact your attorney or other professional advisors before taking any actions related to the subjects discussed on this program. I so much appreciate your services. You just do such a marvelous job. It's time to know your options and master your future. I had a question about Medicaid. My life, my plan, my way. My question is about the VA. LifePoint Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. I have a question about Social Security. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. Know your options. Nice having somebody who is knowledgeable. Now here is life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And welcome to another edition of Aging Options. This is December 26th, the last week of the year that we are going to be on the air. And hopefully you had a great Christmas spending it with your friends and family and and hopefully avoiding some of the craziness that is going on in our midst as we go through yet another crazy week coming out from absolutely nowhere. Uh, but one thing that does not ever change, whether we have craziness going on, whether there's good times going on, it's raining outside, whether it's sunny outside, we keep aging. And if retirement in any way, shape, or form is on your mind, this is the place to be to get some very creative and unusual and straightforward answers to how you can best plan for your future so that you can actually succeed, not fail in retirement. Pandemic and the craziness notwithstanding, that reality still continues. And as we do each week, we have put up four new articles on the website, which we think I think would be important for you to take a look at. The seven best ways for you to sabotage your own financial future. How do you do that? I mean, this is a great article for you to take a look at. If you, Even if you're young, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you're just looking forward to retiring someday, this is an article you want to pay attention to. Another article that we have on our website is retirees caught a break in 2020 when it came to minimum required distributions. Well, that was 2020, which is just about to bite the dust. In 2021, we are back you needing to take out your minimum required distributions. What is the best way to do that? And how do you start planning for the 2021 and future years when it comes to minimum required distributions? There's been some movement made that the amount of money that you need to take out is a little bit less than what the old table suggested that you need to take out. But nonetheless, you will have to take money out to start thinking ahead and planning ahead. Uh, the next story that we have uh, on our on our uh, website, the blog, if you will, it comes from U.S. News. Does your child need a will or power of attorney? Do you as a parent have any obligation uh, once your kids are 18 or older? Do you have any obligation to kind of guide them, make sure that they have some document? One thing that has become very clear is that in the pandemic times, when younger people are falling ill, they end up in the hospital. If you do not have a power of attorney to advocate for them, it's a little bit more challenging for you to be able to do so with a lot of confidence. 
But if you did have a power of attorney, whether you created it or you guided your child to create one, naming somebody in the family, then you're in a much powerful situation. This is a great article that comes out talking about just legal issues. And and then the last article that we have is the FDA just approved the first ever over-the-counter COVID test that comes from Australia, believe it or not, and it should be in the grocery stores and all sorts of places for around thirty dollars. That's something that's news for hope. Uh, while we have the <clears throat> vaccine that is uh, yet to come out, and for for the majority of us, uh, the vaccines are out. Two of them are out there, and people are getting vaccinated, but not for the general population, not just yet. Good hope, light at the end of the tunnel. But not the same thing. But should you be looking at a do-it-yourself uh, test so you know whether somebody in the family has? And is it too late by the time you find out? I mean, that's what comes to my mind. Is it by the time you find out, take the swab and put it in there, and yeah, somebody has tested. Yes, you can help other people by self-isolating, but you can't really do anything for yourself. It's too late by then, isn't it? Anyway, those are the four stories that we have on the website. We certainly will talk about those stories in on, on today's edition of Aging Options. But as always, the, the issue is not about what we are going to talk about. The question is, what's on your mind? This is your show. Give us a call if you have any questions about aging, whether it is health-related, housing-related, financial-related, whether it is anything to do with legal stuff. We can talk about your questions, which are the far more important questions to be asked and answered. So the phone lines are open. It's easy for you to ask the question. It's 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. And you can call. Tarek is there waiting for your call to come. And as soon as the call comes in, he'll put it up uh, on the board, and we will be talking to you. And if you have a question... Uh, from years of experience on the radio, I can say that probably thousands of other people also have the same question. You'd be doing yourself a favor by getting your question answered, but you'd be doing a lot of other people also a favor by asking the question so the answer can be out there. So with that, let's get to our stories. Uh, the phone lines again are 1-800-465-8770, 800-465-8770. Anytime that you feel up to calling, call. And we will take your call. Uh, Tarek is again on the on the board. He will take your call. Eight hundred four six five eight seven seventy. So with that, let's go to our first story: the seven best ways to sabotage your financial future. This is an interesting story that really comes from USA Today. Uh, but, uh, actually, no. Let's start let's start again. This story does not come from USA Today. This story comes from US News. And, and uh, or is it Forbes? I think it is, let's see up here. It's not Forbes. This is U.S. News story coming out and talks about best ways to sabotage your, your financial future. Now, this story becomes important to us, at least that it, it caught my attention to the whole thing, that we all, when in the end, when we take a look at it and say, how do we want to, manage our financial future. There is no doubt everyone is hoping for a financially secure future. This is a Kiplinger story, by the way. So I do have the article right in front of me looking at it. It's a Kiplinger story, and it's a warning from Kiplinger looking to sabotage your financial future. Here's seven ways to do it. And here's how the article actually, when you go to Kiplinger, here's the way that it starts out. Why would anyone 
sabotage their own future. It is not typically a conscious decision, but the product of focusing on short-term gains instead of long-term results. Here are some common ways to sabotage yourself. And then the article goes and it talks about different ways to do it. And the first thing that they talk about is that the thinking around financial planning for the average person is just short term in nature, right? What is it that I'm dealing with today? We have the next maybe few months in mind. And, and right now in, in COVID times and pandemic times, m- many of us have just a month to month. How am I going to, to navigate the next few months? We, Forget that in the very long run, there's the rest of our life that we have to look forward to. And the interesting part is that if you take a look at the long-term future, if you have a long vision, long-term vision in mind, you probably end up making different decisions than you end up making if you don't have the long-term in mind. That's the first way that one can easily sabotage their future. Then the second thing is, and then it goes into, well, having that short-term, what does it do? Uh, one, it 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 uh, makes sure that you miss out on uh, opportunities. Uh, you make impulsive uh, buying decisions because we don't have the long term in mind. We uh, want to keep up with the Joneses, if you will. And if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, then you're not thinking about your long term future. You're just thinking about something that is immediate. That's the first thing that you end up doing: making big purchases with irrevocable consequences. And you know what I'm talking about. I mean, this is a big car, big house, big yacht. And then, indeed, the Kiplinger article actually has a huge yacht. must be at least 80 to 100-foot yacht somebody has bought. And you get stuck with that one. And and you don't get to really fund the more important things. Falling prey to lifestyle creep. Setting the wrong priorities. Neglecting the defense of creating a savings account to be able to manage the next six months to a year of pandemic. I mean, many of us who had done proper planning had bought into the theory that if you have a six month fund set aside, you can, you can navigate six months of bills without having income coming in. I mean, you'd be doing pretty good. That's been the sage advice, the common sense advice that has been given by the financial industry for a long time. And, and we are finding out 10 months into the, into the pandemic, many people found themselves even six months not having been an enough padding to have to their savings account. And that's the defensive posture that we end up taking. And worst situations that, 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 that I have seen at least during this pandemic are the ones where people did not even have the six months in padding. And that's again, you know, neg- neglecting the defense, uh, making temporary losses permanent. The market goes up, market goes down. If the market goes down, we panic, we get out of there. And that's not what we want to be doing. We want to be hanging in there for the long run. Investing is for the long run. Uh, number seven, doing it alone, not thinking that advice is worth it. And truth be told, I think when you take a look at where does that come from, the reality is when the markets go down, there are only a handful of rare exceptions where your portfolio doesn't go down. The market goes up, the market goes down, and 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 we're thinking, well, if the market is going to go down, why do I need to pay somebody to tell me how the market goes down? Only when you're dealing with a professional, when they are looking 24-7 on this issue. They keep an eye on the ball a little bit closer than what you and I are able to do when we are trying to do a daytime job and trying to go ahead and time the market at the same time. 
doing it alone. There's so much counsel on that one that it probably is a good idea for the average person at least to have somebody guide them on the bigger picture of financial planning, even if you're going to go it alone, at least touch base with somebody. And who could that person be? It could be a uh, a person who is paid a fee only. You pay them a certain amount of money. Just consult with them for an hour, two hours, three hours a year. It's not all that expensive. Although it is true that there are very few fee-only planners that you can actually buy into. These are people who don't charge you a commission, uh, don't take a percentage of your assets under management. They will actually bill you either by the hour or by the job. You can pay them a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars, and they can build you something called a retirement dashboard. And that's the point of this article, is eventually what is the answer to all of this? I mean, this is a pretty dreary article. This is actually reality. It's pointing out the big mistakes that we end up making. But the question is, what do we do with this article? What do we do with this information? And the answer to me is do something that very few people do, even in the financial planning circles, build a retirement dashboard. What is a retirement dashboard? It's looking at the rest of your life, recognizing that no matter what station in life you are, whether you're in your 20s or 30s or 50s, the long-term goal will be I don't want to work all the way on the last day that I take my last breath. That could be 90 years of age. That could be 100 years of age. I don't want to be working all the way to the end, which was the reality before Social Security Act got into being in 1931, wasn't it? I mean, people were working. There's no retirement. We today, hopefully, want to retire someday. And when we want to retire, we want to retire with financial dignity and security, knowing that we won't ever have to worry about running out of money. That's what a financial dashboard does. Helps you take a look at no matter where you are in life. Pick an average age, just as spot age, just your age that you would like to retire. If you continue doing what you're doing, will you be able to retire and if you are not going to be able to have the financial means to retire comfortably, then a financial dashboard will answer questions like, when should I retire? When should I start Social Security? Should I invest into a long-term care insurance policy? Am I investing properly when it comes to putting money into my traditional IRA? Or would I be better off looking at a Roth IRA or even a life insurance retirement plan, which few have heard of? All these questions, which in my opinion are far more important than how how do you invest your money, they almost never get answered. But if you do, if you work on a financial dashboard with a professional who knows how to build a proper financial dashboard, you should be able to get it done. Great. And who would you want to go for that? There's a young man called Saket Sanger, S-A-K-E-T. 206-234-7516. He's been somebody I've been working for years does a pretty darn decent job of building a retirement dashboard. Anyway, that's on our first story that we have. We are right up to the first break. We are. We'll take our break. When we come back, hopefully we'll be talking to you with whatever question you have on your mind. The phone lines are still open. 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770. When we come back, we've got Tom and Larry on the line. We'll be talking to them and you. We'll come back after the break. Does someone you love need care in the home? An elderly parent or relative? A spouse dealing with a long-term illness? Maybe a family member facing a disability? 
HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. Whether you need help on a full-time basis or just a few hours a week, our trained and experienced caregivers are matched to meet your needs. We can even help with access to on-call physician support along with in-home care. Why not let our family take care of yours? HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006, 253-564-1006, or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. 70% of all retirement plans fail. Will yours be one of them? In a free, no-obligation webinar offered by Aging Options, you will discover why retirement for the majority of people ends up being a living nightmare and learn a revolutionary new approach to retirement planning that's helping thousands of people in Washington overcome their biggest fears about growing old. You'll learn a new way of thinking about and planning for retirement. This proven approach delivers a retirement plan that works just as well toward the end of life when your health diminishes as it does in the early part of retirement. This plan integrates five key areas, health, housing, finance, legal, and family. My life, my plan, my way. Learn why traditional approaches to retirement planning fail so often and discover how to get started on the path to success. It's easy and it's free. Take the first step to master your future. Visit agingoptions.com and register for an upcoming live online webinar. That's agingoptions.com. When you invest in yourself and your future, don't just accept what industries with thinly veiled profit motives want you to believe. It's your life. It should be your plan. It needs to be done your way. Aging Options helps people do a better job of planning for their future. Master your future with a free 30-day trial of The Portal. Your free trial gives you access to the Aging Options Academy, where you can create your life plan. You'll also get access to the Life Plan Organizer, a groundbreaking online platform for managing and sharing your retirement plan, including detailed instructions for those who will need them if something happens to you. Create the kind of retirement you've always dreamed of, one where you live where you want, without running out of money, and without becoming a burden. Visit agingoptions.com and click to start your free 30-day trial. That's agingoptions.com. Don't wait. Join the portal today. Aging Options, changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. With life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. You know, traditional retirement planning pathway leaves you with a 70% chance that you will either end up in an institutional care setting, become a burden on loved ones, or lose assets to uncovered medical or long-term care costs. Everything we hope to avoid in retirement. Any journey that starts with a 70% chance of failure should be reconsidered. The only problem is that you cannot stop aging, so you cannot stop avoiding taking the journey. But you can change the way that you plan for that journey, can't you? That change is planning with life planning. And it's yours as a member to try free at agingoptions.com. That's agingoptions.com. If you don't think it is a better answer, cancel and you lose nothing. 
But I think you will find a lot of value in clear answers on how you can plan your life to avoid nursing homes, not become a burden on loved ones, and not die broke. Do what your neighbors and thousands of other people in the Seattle area are now discovering. Is the Aging Options portal. You can go to agingoptions.com and you can try it 30 day for free. You have nothing to lose. That's agingoptions.com. Try the Aging Options portal. This is Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagaj back on back after the break, and we have actually Tom, who's calling from Linwood. So let's get to Tom, shall we? Tom, you're on the air. How can we help? Hello? Hi, Tom. You're on the air. What can I do for you? Hello? Hi, Tom. Tarek, I think we can't hear Tom, or he can't hear us. Somehow we are not connecting. Uh, can you put him on hold? Let's go to Larry in uh, Larry, who's calling about a question about property. Yes. Hi. Okay. Here's Hi, Larry. Question. You're on the air. What can we uh, do for you? It concerns the timeline to dispose of property uh, after the the, the um, death of uh, our parents. It's been almost a year now. And uh, unfortunately, one of the siblings, of which I'm one, and I'm not the one that's doing this, uh, the person who has the sibling that has power of attorney is dragging her feet. Um, it does, this is a lovely property, well manicured, uh, almost four acres in the lower Yakima Valley. Is there a timeline to force sale of this property? Not mentioned in the will. It's a very simple will. Right. So has the will been filed with the court yet? Do you know? Hello? Has the will been filed? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Can't hear anything. Larry, uh, why are we having such difficulty today? I don't know. Um, The short answer, can you hear me now, Larry? Okay, well, while, Larry, we are sorting out these technical difficulties, let's get to Larry's question and the answer to the question. If there is a will, it means that there will be a probate. Probate means that somebody will have to file the will with the court system, and the law requires that within a reasonable amount of time, the affairs of the estate should be concluded. What is reasonable? That's all facts and circumstances. And and if there are just a small number, a handful of, of uh, beneficiaries in the estate, as long as they can work with each other, everything should go okay. One year is plenty of time for somebody to determine as to what uh, debt the estate has uh, and then make decisions about disposition of all the assets, including... Uh, including this property that Larry is talking about that is in the lower Valley. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Hi, Larry, can you hear me? Tarek, I think you may want to put him on hold and tell him to to maybe hear the... Larry. Hi, Larry, this is Rajiv. Can you hear me? I hear you fine. Okay. My question, so, my yeah, question go ahead. concerns uh, the disposition of a very simple will. Uh, concerns my mother and the four siblings. The person who has power of attorney, one of the siblings, 
it's been almost a year now, 11 months, and the property has not not even been listed for sale. My question, is there some kind of a life timeline, and nothing speaks to it in the will, that requires a property to be listed, not right. even and to when, mention sold? Got it. And, and I was trying to give that answer, but while we were having these technical difficulties, and the short answer is this. When there is a will, there will be a probate, and the probate laws require that all the all the affairs of the estate be concluded in a reasonable amount of time. And when we say all the affairs concluded, it means somebody needs to take a look at what bills are owed by the estate, what assets exist in the estate, and how to quickly and seamlessly dispose of all these assets and make all the beneficiaries whole. So the first question that came to my mind was, has somebody filed the will and started a probate process in the Yakima area? Yes. Uh, The person who has power of attorney has retained an attorney to do the probate thing. Okay, has gone through probate. I don't know what... I don't have access to that document. There's almost an adversarial situation that's commonly incurs in these kinds of situations. Right. So right. I don't, if that's a matter of public record, then I will get this probate. But it's uh, basically a pretty simple process. We're talking about assets of no more than $200,000, uh, three acres of Yakima Valley. Should be pretty Got straightforward. It. Nobody right. needs the money except the youngest siblings. Right. So the short answer to that is it is a public process. You are entitled, if you are named as a beneficiary, which I'm assuming that you're named as a beneficiary in the will, you're entitled to notice. You are entitled to notice and you're entitled to an accounting of what's going on. The simplest way that you can get information that you want is go down to the courthouse and ask the clerk of the court to give you access to the file. It's all available online. Or you hire an attorney and we can go ahead and get the information out. You shouldn't have to hire an attorney. You can just go ahead and get the information from the courthouse. And your, the, the, the power of attorney is not the right term to be using. At this point in time, the person who was the power of attorney at one time under the will has become the executor or personal representative of the estate. That's the person you need to be dealing with. And you can send okay, them a is- letter that the law requires the executor to give you timely information. And you are demanding <coughs> an accounting of what's happening in the estate and what the plan is to dispose of the property. If they do not answer to you in a reasonable time, then you just go file a pleading with the court and ask the court to obtain answers on your behalf and and, and put the property for sale. So it should not be a challenging thing, but it turns out to be ugliness within the family. I'm stand corrected. Thank you. She is the executor and is dragging her feet. Um, I think the reason is, I don't mean to be suspicious of all this, but it's trying to lowball the price. So there's a family member on her side who probably is interested in buying the property at the very smallest fee. Right, and so you can just ask the court to order that the property be appraised by two or three different appraisers. Uh, they can pick one appraiser, okay. you can pick one appraiser, and then you can settle on a price, and the property should be listed for sale for that price. At this point in time, there is no good reason, if all the bills have been cleared, for the property not to be sold, and yeah. you have the right to make sure that it gets put up for sale. Okay? 
Is there kind of a timeline, sir, after all this has been done? I mean, for uh, is a year, isn't that enough time? I'm sure yeah. all the procedures have been followed. Yep, about, about uh, you know, there's a four-month statutory notice period, which probably has already run. And uh, as far as the timeline is concerned, it's reasonable amount of time. Some states that yeah, are very complicated, word, it may be a little bit longer. Most states, a year should be a reasonable amount of time for you to conclude all yeah, the affairs of the estate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. A. John, sir, you bet. And that leaves the line open. If you have any questions along the same lines, whether it's legal, health, housing, finance, give us a call, 800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. If we have Tom still on the line, let's go to Tom and see if we can bring him on the line. Tom, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Okay, Tom. Yeah. How can we help you? Well, um, I'm calling on behalf of uh, two relatives that have... uh, that are both uh, Social Security age and uh, have been living in, together in a long-term relationship over 15 years, and both have adult uh, children and then subsequent grandchildren uh, from previous relationships. Um, to my knowledge, um, they maintained uh, separate bank accounts, if you will, um, separate titles on things like cars, uh in other words, they're not both on the same car. Um, uh, they share a house uh, that one person has the title to. Um, there is a provision in um, the will for the person that is on the title for the house to uh, allow the other party to continue to live in it uh, after the uh, owner of the house uh, should die uh, as long as they wish to and as long as they can uh, keep up uh, mortgage payments um, what uh, and they both have wills uh, is there anything else that they need to be aware of to make sure that it's a smooth uh, uh, division of assets uh, should one of them die um, and uh, and not be a problem uh, with regards to uh, the adult children and grandchildren. Right, right, right. And so, uh, Tom, I'm going to put you on hold. We are at the bottom of the hour. That's an intriguing question. Let me just ask you before I let you, before we go on the break, and then I'll take you back, pick you back on the other side of the break. Is this, are we talking about the state of Washington, or are we talking about a different state? Yes, state of Washington. Okay, so all right. So hold on. When we come back, we'll be talking about community property and how to protect yourself in a situation where you're living with someone but not married. But you still want to protect yourself because there is more than meets the eye. When we come back after the break, we'll be talking to Tom. And you can be right behind Tom by calling 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. We'll be back after the break on Aging Options. Seventy percent of all retirement plans fail. Will yours be one of them? In a free, no-obligation webinar offered by Aging Options, you will discover why retirement for the majority of people ends up being a living nightmare and learn a revolutionary new approach to retirement planning that's helping thousands of people in Washington overcome their biggest fears about growing old. You'll learn a new way of thinking about and planning for retirement. This proven approach delivers a retirement plan that works just as well toward the end 
of life when your health diminishes as it does in the early part of retirement. This plan integrates five key areas, health, housing, finance, legal, and family. My life, my plan, my way. Learn why traditional approaches to retirement planning fail so often and discover how to get started on the path to success. It's easy and it's free. Take the first step to master your future. Visit agingoptions.com and register for an upcoming live online webinar. That's agingoptions.com. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. With life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. You know, 70% of all retirement plans actually end up failing. Will yours be one of them? In a free no-obligation webinar offered by Aging Options, you can actually discover why retirement for so many Americans ends up being a living nightmare and learn a revolutionary new approach to retirement planning that's helping thousands of people in the Seattle area overcome their biggest fears about growing old. You will learn the right way to think about and plan for retirement, one that will truly go the distance. You will understand why traditional approaches to retirement planning fail so often and how to get started on a path to success. It's easy, and best of all, it's absolutely free. Take the first step to master your future. Visit agingoptions.com and register for an upcoming online webinar. You can register again at agingoptions.com, and coming up, there are four opportunities for you to to come to one of the live events, which is Saturday, January 2nd uh, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Thursday, January 7th at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Saturday, January 16th, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and Tuesday, January 19th at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Don't wait. Take your first steps. Do something different to ensure that you succeed, not fail in retirement. Welcome back. This is Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagaich talking all things aging on this show. And just before we took off uh, on the last break, we were talking to Tom, and Tom's question effectively was a community property question. There, There's a couple living together, not married. They happen to have their own simple separate wills. Uh, they have the children, grandchildren from prior relationships. And the question is, is having a will sufficient to protect your interests in the estate? And the answer, turns out, in the state of Washington is more complicated than having a will. Understand, a will is a document that will dispose of the assets that you clearly own, that you have ownership interest in, that you can give away to whoever you want to give away uh, uh, using a will. As long as nobody challenges the ownership of the assets, a will should work just fine. But the problem that the community property laws in the state of Washington create is this. When two people are living together, all the assets that they bring into the relationship are presumptively their separate assets. All the assets that they acquire during the relationship are presumptively community property assets that are owned by the two of them. And as the two of them are expending effort, energy, and money, maintaining otherwise separate assets, community interest starts becoming part of what is an otherwise separate asset. So the question, Tom, that you were asking, will it will be sufficient to manage everything? Will, will that protect them? And the answer would be, I don't know. 
till the person passes away and we see as to how the children are going to be acting. I mean, for example, spouse one dies or partner one dies. Partner two takes on the notion that, you know, over the years, not only did I help maintain this house, but there was some other property that we together Manage to maintain whether it's a vacation property, whether it's a savings account, investment account. We managed it together. I had my my acumen. I was putting in there. I'm a financial planner, or I have certain financial acumen, and it is a result of that financial acumen that this account has become as big as it has. And so, arguably, there's a community interest. And otherwise, what was the separate property? We won't know whether there'll be a fight till after the person passes away. So the way that you protect yourself from these types of arguments is by entering into uh, what for married people would be a prenuptial agreement or a postnuptial agreement or property status agreement. In the state of Washington, there's something called a CIR agreement, a committed intimate relationship agreement. A committed intimate relationship is the status that is accorded to people living together, not legally married. And if we absolutely want to make sure that there will be no arguments about who owns what in the estate after your death, you want to enter into a community, uh, into a, a CIR agreement, a committed intimate relationship agreement, so that there is absolutely no fighting over the issue. Tom, I hope that answers your question, does it? Okay. Is there a, a time limit when, uh, as far as it? becomes community property or not in, in the state words, of Washington, the in the state of Washington. Yeah, not in the state of Washington. In Washington state, when you are living in a stable, long-term marriage-like relationship, it is uh, presumptively you're living in a community. And what is long-term? Well, there's case law that says two years can be long-term, and there's case law that says, you know, in certain situations when you've been living together for about 18 years, ostensibly, uh, 18 years was not enough. What is a, a marriage-like relationship? What is stable? These are all <clears throat> legal arguments that lawyers are going to end up making in court. A much better answer to any of these things is to, you know what you want. I mean, both of you can sit down together and say, look, I don't want uh, the survivor of the two of us or our heirs making arguments against the other one. So I will, we, let's enter into this agreement that says these are my assets, these are your assets, and for all the common things that we are, are having to pay towards, let's open a common checking account and put money there. And that account and that account alone will be considered to be community property. Everything else is separate. No Nobody can, can argue about what's separate, what's not separate. That's a much more elegant answer, much more predictable answer for you to work with. Great. Thank you very much for your help. Happy New Year. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Thank you. You as well. Happy New Year to you and stay safe. And that leaves the line open on Aging Options, 1-800-465-8770. That's one 1- Eight hundred four six five eight seven seven zero, and you know many of us when the, the the question that Tom was asking, many of us as parents are watching our children go through this type of stuff, right? I mean, today you got a much higher incidence of of couples coming and living together without getting married. It's it's a different world that that, that uh, we are living in than than most of us are used to. Certainly, that one that I'm used to. 
And in those situations, I often worry about it, that if my son is living uh, in a relationship, like Tom described, two people coming together living, and both are starting off their new lives, um, if if one of them dies, what happens to the savings account, the checking account, and, and, and everything that is in that child's name? Do you, as the parent, do you have enough control over what's going to happen. And you should be worried about the whole thing because if you were to pass away and you leave an inheritance to such a child and then that child actually ends up breaking from the relationship. Remember, there's no marriage, but they break from the relationship. What is it? How's that going to impact the inheritance that you just left this one child? At least the argument is that inheritance starts up being the child's separate asset, yes, but in a dissolution type of situation or a property settlement type of a case, the court retains the right to distribute all assets as the court thinks it to be free. Right? Whatever think whatever the court thinks is the right thing to do is what's going to happen. Whether separate or community, it doesn't matter. You have to show the judge everything and based on the circumstances of the situation, it is possible that your the inheritance that was just given this child, it is possible that that inheritance could be ordered by the judge to be distributed to the uh, separating partner. Would it be better for your child to have a will? I think so. Would it be better for the child to have a CIR, a committed intimate relationship agreement in place? I think absolutely. Anytime that you're living together in a relationship in the state of Washington, you need to think about it. Unlike common law states where people can be living together, they must live together for a minimum number of years for assets to be considered to be equally owned between husband and wife, between the two partners. Uh, in some states, it's seven years. In some states, it's 10 years. In the state of Washington, it is even worse. It could be one year, two It could be two years or more. I think that's the, that's the smallest number of years that I've seen where the court said, oh, that's long, long, long-term. That's a long-term relationship. It's a marriage-like relationship. It's pretty stable. So, yeah, everything is going to be considered to be community. And where do you, how do you help your children? One of the articles that we have today on agingoptions.com is really talking about that very issue. And the issue is, should you help your child get a will? And the answer should be, yeah. I mean, if your child is single, and you know children are not going to be preparing wills and trusts and powers of attorney, so why not? Help them prepare a power of attorney. And one of the one of the articles again uh, that, that we have up there: Should you prepare the will by yourself? And and you know this is an issue that I deal with on a regular basis. From time to time, people will call me. Should I? Uh, what about online wills? Should I get an online will? And my answer is: If you want to get it done right, then go spend a little bit money, see somebody. But if you just want a basic will, you seem to be quite sure you understand what the rules and the laws are. Nothing wrong for a young kid uh, to get a simple document prepared and, and knowing and absolutely believing that the value of a document that comes without the instructions, the guidance of a professional, they're not worth a whole lot. I mean, knowing that part of it. I have now made available as part of this portal at agingoptions.com. Uh, uh, if you go become a member of the portal, and you can actually prepare your own legal documents. The software that is used to go ahead and help prepare the documents is prepared by lawyers for lawyers. So it is not just a cheap little document that somebody, some businessman on the side 
sat around and said, okay, well, let's see as to we can create some basic wills and trusts and see as to how many people will end up buying it. No, no, no. This was a program built by legal professionals for attorneys to end up using in their practices. It has a do-it-yourself module to the whole thing, and I just put it up there because I always believe that the value of the documents that comes without the instructions and guidance of a lawyer is really not worth a whole lot. You can go prepare it. If you if you have children, you want to prepare some documents, go to agingoptions.com, join the portal. As part of the portal, one of the benefits that you end up getting is the ability to create these legal documents. And the cost of the portal, $300 a year. And what do you get in exchange in the portal besides just being able to create legal documents? You get world-class education about everything we talk about in this show, life planning. Why does traditional planning fail 70% of Americans? And then it takes you through a online, on-demand classroom environment. You can actually take classes, how to approach healthcare differently, how to approach plan your housing so that you can be sure that if you fall ill, you end up coming back home and not be put into some sort of a care facility against your wishes. All the financial issues that are generally not discussed by financial planners, they're right on the portal. You can get the education, you get resources, and then you get an organizer. After you prepare these documents, you put it online so you and your children can access these documents on demand 24-7. You're in the hospital. Nurse says, do you have a copy of Dad's Power of Attorney? Yes, I do, because it will be right there on your smartphone. All for $300. All for $300 a year. It is an uncanny value, something I've been wanting to do for a very, very, very long time, and it's finally here. Take a look at it and see as to how it all works out. Go to agingoptions.com, take a look at it, and this is the story that we have. Should you help your child prepare a will? And the answer unequivocally is yes. If not a will, definitely a power of attorney, because if your child falls ill, you want to be in control over that child's health care affairs and not be paying, playing second fiddle to a medical system that may or may not give you the answers when you need them because you don't have the legal documents. To help your child, you should even, in my opinion, just, just pay for the child to, to get on the portal and prepare the document. Or better yet, just call the office, uh, LifePoint Law, and ask them to go ahead and give you a basic will package for your children. It happens quite a bit with my clients, and then I'll recommend it to all my clients that, you know, get your children some basic documents. Anyway, we're coming to the end of this break. If you have any questions, the phone lines are still open. 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation and see if we can coast you into the new year with some guidance on IRA or Roth. What should you do and what does it mean that next year you'll have to deal with minimum required distributions? We'll be back after this break. Safe, independent, living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. 
HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers. Let our family take care of yours. The nursing home isn't your only option if your health fails during retirement. With the right planning, you can live where you want. Your life, your plan, your way. Aging options help people do a better job of planning for their future. Master your future with a free 30-day trial of the portal. Get access to Aging Options Academy where you can create your own life plan as well as the Life Plan Organizer, a groundbreaking online platform for managing and sharing your retirement plan, including detailed instructions for those who will need them if something happens to you. The portal gives you everything you need to create a successful retirement, one where you live where you want without running out of money and without becoming a burden. The portal. That's how you master your future. Visit agingoptions.com to start your free 30-day trial. That's agingoptions.com. Don't wait. Join the portal today. Aging Options. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. With life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And welcome back to Aging Options. This is Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagayich, the last show of 2020. I can't believe this. This is the very last show of 2020. What a tumultuous year that we've had. I think, you know, for the most part, we can, we can easily count on all the gripes we have about 2020. Uh, and, and there's so many t-shirts are out there and, 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 and so many sayings that are out there. We can't wait for 2020 to be behind us. But the sad reality is this. It's time that we'll never get back again. For all the bad things happen, hopefully we'll focus not just on the bad things and the challenges that we had to face, but also the blessings that we've had. We're still living, right? I mean, if you're listening to the show, you're alive, you're well, you're able to manage uh, your affairs uh, independently, and you're still in control of your life and destiny to, to a very large extent. All the good things that happen, I think it's more important for us to not lose sight of the fact that there are good things that happen even in in trying times. And as we are looking at 2021, hoping that the times will change, it will be a much more joyous and prosperous time for us. People who are out of jobs will be, thanks to the the vaccinations that are out there, and hopefully, thanks to the vaccinations, they will be able to go back. The market will open up. The economy will open up. And we will be back to, again, 3 or 4% unemployment, which is just unheard of. Remember those times in January, February? 3% unemployment, 4% unemployment, and then the economy was just booming. Everyone was doing well. And then I don't know where this COVID thing happened. And through COVID, we were able to, despite all the hiccups that we've had, we, we managed to make it through. We lost a lot of lives, 300 and some odd thousand people dying in the country. It's just nothing to be happy about. These are our neighbors, our friends uh, who, who uh, did not get to see the future that you and I have an opportunity to go ahead and see. But the rest of us made it through, and we are here. And as we are here, I mean, when we look back, what are our blessings, our friends, our neighbors, our family? I think those are, that's the blessing, isn't it? In the long run, what is the goal? I want to live a long, healthy, happy life. 
I don't want to be a burden to other people. I want to make a contribution to the other people so we as a human species can continue to prosper and do better. Hopefully the next generation better than the one that just passed by. And we've done that for, for years. I think this is the first time, because of the pandemic, the longevity in America, the average age the average American lives, is going to see a dip. At least temporarily it will see a dip. But hopefully that will just be a, a blip, and then going forward we will be good. But the one thing that I will say to you is this. As you go into 2021, resolve. I mean, make some resolution. This is the time to be making some resolutions for yourself. And the one resolution that I've always said is this. Our society, living with a 70% chance of failure in retirement, that is not a journey that you want to end up taking. And you've heard me talk about this uh, in, in other shows, and I'll repeat it again. If you went to the airport, you were about to take a, uh, a flight, let's say from here to wherever you're going, and behind the counter there was a big sign that says, this flight has a 70% chance of crashing and burning. Would you embark on that airplane? Probably not. Would you take a cruise that has a 70% chance of becoming the next Titanic? Probably not. We'd stay the heck away from that, right? But when it comes to our planning, our future, we just blindly, we just walk into a future that is rigged with a 70% possibility that we are either going to end up having to deal with unpleasant institutional care uh, realities become a burden on loved ones, lose money to uncovered medical expenses. How can that be? How can we accept that reality? Especially in light of the fact that you don't have to accept that reality. The way that we go about planning our lives has been done for millennia. It's not to say that planning is bad, but the way we go about doing the planning creates fragmented, Isolated plans. Healthcare is with doctors. Housing with realtors and mortgage brokers. Financial finances is with financial planners and accountants and insurance agents. And legal is with lawyers. When's the last time this group of professionals that you deal with they sit around a table and say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing for the same client you're helping. Anything I'm doing that I need to do differently so that they can have better outcomes." We never talk about that, do we? And therefore, we have gaps and holes that are in our plans, and it's the gaps and the holes that get us to end up losing the battle of retirement. Eliminate the gaps, and all of a sudden, you don't have but the chance to live a successful life. And the only way you get there is if you take the bull by the horn and say, you know, this is my life. And I'm going to plan my life, and I'm going to plan it my way. And that's why we created My Life, My Plan, My Way. And if you go to mylifemyplanmyway.com, you will go to a special Washington-only page of Aging Options, where we give you more options than we are giving people around the country. Now, remember, you know, this year we went on PBS, and slowly but surely we are becoming a national company. But there's something special of being in Washington State. This is where I started. This is where my roots are. And I wanted to keep 
offering the options that we have. We can we can do the seminars. I promise you, as soon as the COVID is open, I can do the seminars. I'm out there because I'm absolutely, totally committed to helping change the journey that we end up taking. Journey that has a 70% chance of failure? No, no, no. I want to show you how you can actually take a different journey. And for that, we still continue to do a lot of webinars. Take the bull by the horn. We've set up four webinars in the month of January and you can be part of any one of the four webinars. And, 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 you know, and, and all you have to do is to give, give it about an hour of your time. If this was a live seminar, I'd be even bold enough to go ahead and say that come to the seminar. If at the end of the seminar, you can honestly say that you learned nothing new. Assuming that this is the first time you came to the seminar. See me after the seminar. I'll go buy you lunch. I've been doing this for, what, 20-some-odd years? Uh, the work I've been doing, 16 years on the radio, never had anyone come back and ask me, oh, you owe me a lunch. I, I learned absolutely nothing. That's the power of what life planning is. It's a concept. It's, it's recognition that the planning that happens from the perspective of professionals does not always radiate down to the level of consumers. There's a big disconnect between how consumers want to consume retirement and how financial planners want to help help you plan for those retirement years. There's a significant disconnect between the two. And if there is a disconnect, then it is up to you, isn't it, to go ahead and Take a hold of your life and say, no, 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 this is not the way that I want to go and plan my, my retirement years. Only problem is that there has been no class so far. I mean, you can take community college classes on, on financial planning, legal planning. You can get there. But again, it's silo. It's fragmented. It's broken. It doesn't help you, really. This is the first time that you can actually get all this education. And for that, again, go to mylifemyplanmyway.com. And I really would invite you and encourage you to join the portal. The portal I put 20 years that it took me to go ahead and build everything up. It's right there on the portal on demand. And I wanted to make it so simply available and easily available to you, uh, financially speaking, that nobody should have a barrier in saying that I built, a, uh, I built, I have a house that's paid for. I've got a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank. We've all created all this, and I want to live my life so that I can be financially independent. I don't be a burden on the other people, and my life turns out the way I want it to turn out. You can invest three hundred dollars and get all the education in the world that will give you the path to a successful future. So 2020 is history. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. Hopefully we've all made it there. Uh, I'm thankful. I, I always am thankful to this station, and I'm thankful to all the people who listen to the, who tune into this radio show. And to you, I wish you nothing but the very best in 2021 as you go into it. But the one thing that I'll challenge you to do is to make it your business to plan for a better future. And don't just plan in any one single area. It's not just about having a good health. Health without wealth means nothing. Wealth without health means nothing. And if your agents don't know how to use the wealth, it also means nothing in the end because when you fall ill, somebody else has to manage their affairs. You have to engage in multidisciplinary planning. You have to understand the link between how healthcare impacts your housing outcomes in life how the housing outcomes are dependent on your financial and legal planning steps that you have taken in the mix. And all along the way, be humble enough to recognize that no matter how much we don't want to be a burden on our loved ones, the day that we fall ill or our loved ones are going to be stuck in our life, the only question will be how much time do they have 
and how well prepared are they? These are things that can be easily managed. But the challenge in our system is you can't wait for others to go ahead and feed you the uh, feed you the easy answers. Yes, you can take vitamins and supplements easily. And that will keep you healthy, but that doesn't solve the problem that despite the fact that you and I have taken vitamins and supplements, as Dr. Mixon says, time and gravity has a time to pull everyone down. And if time and gravity has a way to pull everyone down, if your health does fail you, now what? You have to resolve that, no, you want, you need to go ahead and have a plan so that your life turns out exactly the way you want it to turn out. So with that, I just want to go ahead and wish everyone a great, prosperous, and a joyous 2021. I know it'll be better because you will take steps to ensure that it is going to be better for you. This is Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagai saying thank you and wishing you the very best of 2021. Talk soon. Hey, John, everyone. <laughs>